0: Hello everybody, thanks for joining us. Uh, this is Andy Kelly. I'm joined by James Pearce and Neil Jones and we're looking back to uh, another frustrating day for Liverpool against Norwich at Anfield and looking ahead to the uh, Capital One Cup uh, game against Carlisle and obviously the uh, Premier League weekend game against Villa. Uh, James, i will try and start on the positives. Um it was a bit better against Norwich. It wasn't brilliant, but there there were sort of a couple of shining lights there at least.
1: Yeah, there's certainly where I think it was a pretty lifeless opening forty-five minutes, and uh, you know, the contest contest was transformed in many ways by the introduction of Danny Ings. I think you, know, you saw just what a difference it makes having someone um, who's that mobile and that eager to impress um, at the top of the field, and he, uh, you know he lifted the mood not only with his goal which he took brilliantly, chesting it down and knocking it past Ruddy like he did, but just with his general play, he just made an absolute menace of himself, his willingness to run in behind defenders, chase down lost causes. I mean, there was that one in front of the cop when it looked like the ball was going to roll out for a goal kick and he, and he kept it in and he it, it, it just, you know, the, the fans really responded to that and, um, you know, I think you know, he he was the, the the major plus on the day. I think also you'd probably say Alberto Moreno more than justified his inclusion wide on the left. We saw the benefits of having a uh, a you know, and gen, genuine natural left footer on that side to stretch play and go down the outside. And, and Mamadou Sakho, another one who kept his place on the back of the game in Bordeaux. Um, you know, he he certainly did, so did nothing wrong. So. Uh, so yeah, there was certainly positives there. It was just a frustration that, that Liverpool couldn't couldn't ram it home and ended up paying the price for, for one slip defensively.
0: Do you want to see the other movie positive? And it wasn't really massively positive on the day, but going forward we had Daniel Sturridge back in the side. He you know he had one big chance, uh, couldn't take it. But uh, you know, if Liverpool are to have a good season, if Liverpool are gonna, you know, challenge for a Champions League spot, which seems a long way away in the form they're in at the minute undoubtedly but you know Daniel Sturridge has to have a
2: good season doesn't he? Yeah he does he absolutely does and you know, it feels like we've been saying that for the best part of what, 18 months that so we've been saying that how important Daniel Sturridge is and um, the positive thing I think from the day is James and I were down at that pitch side as he left the ground on, on, uh, on Sunday and he was asked had he come through okay and he gave a thumbs up which is music to the ears of Liverpool fans they're so used to seeing him sort of Get so far and break down, and that's 60 minutes in the bank. Um, he didn't, as you say, on the pitch. It didn't really make a great difference to Liverpool. It didn't, they didn't obviously run in any any goals or, or create, you know, a, a bucket load of chances for him. But I think having someone ahead of, of Christian Benteke did make a difference in terms of keeping defensive occupied. And I think once you get sharper and fitter, I think that that will start to give Liverpool a little bit more impetus in the final third.
0: On the downside, obviously another game where um, you know Liverpool couldn't get the job done in terms of getting a win, and um, there was a frustration for me in terms of sort of a struggle to dominate the ball in the middle of the park. Yeah. You know, a lot of people and what used to frustrate us when we went to Anfield at times. Maybe you look back to the Benitez teams was that the sides would come and sit deep, and you know you generally have Alonso and and, and Gerard in the middle of the park, and um, but what they did do in those days was move the ball from side to side. You know, at a reasonably quick level, and ultimately, you'd hope to wear teams down, and then by the last ten or fifteen minutes, hopefully, you know, you were able to you know get that yard or two of space and create a goal. I felt, you know, as the game went on on, uh, on the weekend that Norwich were almost just as likely to snatch a winner as Liverpool. Liverpool were taking risks, which you know, Brendan Rodgers had asked them to do, but it felt like that midfield dominance wasn't really there, and. Um, you know, it was a it was a tough afternoon for James Milner in particular. I thought.
1: Yeah, it certainly was. Yeah, I think it was another one of those afternoons that just rammed home how much of a miss Jordan Henderson is as well. I think, even in the early weeks of the season when Liverpool were were ground out know, ground out a couple of results and a decent draw down at Arsenal, I think you saw they didn't they did miss that kind of dynamism and athleticism that that Henderson gives you and his range of passing as well, which has come on so much. And um, I, I actually thought Lucas Laver had a decent game on the day, and I thought he was. Very unfortunate that he was the one that was hooked when Rodgers was looking for a winner. I thought Milner didn't do anything to, to justify the, the fact that he stayed on. You know, apart from the fact, obviously, he's wearing the armband at the moment, and I think I think that is a concern because um, I think you're right. You know, in, in those types of games, you, you know, you need you need someone who's going to make that difference and give you that control in the middle of the park. And there was all this fuss, obviously, when Liverpool signed Milner that you know, he'd had reassurances from Rodgers he was going to play centrally. I know from doing interviews with James on the tour in the summer, he said that was a huge part of why he joined Liverpool because he'd had these, you know, the manager had said, yeah, that's where you're going to play for me. But I think we're already seeing just a few signs of why so many other managers he's, he's worked under have shifted him out wide. And uh, you know, I think if he is serious about nailing down a central, a central spot and proving that's where he belongs... He's going to have to lift it because, um, you know, certainly on Sunday there was there were no real redeeming features about it.
0: Jonesy, we don't want to pick James Milner as a a, a fall guy. Uh, I mean, stats out today. He's the hardest working player in the Premier League. No one runs. He runs about eight miles a game. Um, you know, some people would argue that if you've got the ball under control, you wouldn't need to. <laughs> but um, but he is a hard working player. We generally thought of him as a sure thing among the signings. He probably will come good, but. Is he the one of you know? I think we've spoken before in the pod. He feels like one of them players who maybe needs. He makes other players make the difference rather than being able to make the difference himself.
2: Yeah, I think I think he's a player who plays better the better players that are around him as well. And I think you know having a Sturridge, Coutinho, maybe a Lallana, Benteke in the same side as Manor Henderson. You know, obviously won't be for a couple of months now. I think that will make him better. I don't think he's the type of player who's going to Steven Gerrard style. Lift you from average to good. I think he's sort of one who, if you are good, he'll he'll make you a little bit better in that that sense. Um, the biggest frustration for me is his set pieces. You know, the, there was mm. the one early on where the had one. I think Coutinho was lining up a shot and he takes it quickly and just it, it was it was just set the tone really. He played it behind Moreno and I think he had to check back and then the ball just sort of ended up back on the halfway line rather than put into the penalty area and it just. That was that's a been a theme for Liverpool this season, especially. They they just haven't they haven't got anyone who seems to be able to take a corner. They haven't got anyone who seems to be able to threaten with a direct free kick.
0: And is that when the ghost of Stephen Gerrard hangs over Anfield even more, do you think?
2: Yeah, it does, but I mean Steven Gerrard, That's I had I had enough people moaning at me about <laughs> Steven Gerrard's corners <laughs> over the years Absolutely. as well, and saying he should be in the middle heading them instead of crossing them. But um with the famous fanzine, wasn't it? It was was called another wasted corner. So it's it's not a new problem for Liverpool but yeah, James James Miller will come good. He has got too much experience and pedigree not to not to you know deliver a certain level of performances. That was just a poor one, poor one on 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 Sunday, and it, sort of in keeping with it, a, a sort of underwhelming start of the season.
0: Piercy, we bit. Uh, did we finally start to see a bit of Roberto Firmino towards the end of the game? You know, yeah, obviously was... put Coutinho in for a massive chance. He probably had too much time to finish that, but. Uh, he was, you know it's been frustrating to know who it, who is Roberto Firmino I I still don't think I really know but I think there was flashes on on the weekend
1: yeah the first first real signs really of of why of why Liverpool spent such an enormous amount of money to bring him in I think he did do well coming off the bench I think it suited him the fact that Liverpool were chasing the game and you know he, he had a bit of a license to to pretty much do do what he liked you know in the, in that central area where he's obviously happier I think you know, he probably Feels as if he hasn't been able to do himself justice when he has played in other games when he's been shifted out wide. And obviously at Old Trafford he was wide right, and I don't think he, you know, he didn't look at home out there. Um, so yeah, there were some promising signs, and uh, you know, I think he's, he's probably had a bit of a kick up the backside as well because you know he was, you know, he, he was taken to Bordeaux um, last week when a lot of the senior players weren't, and then you know, sat on the bench and wasn't even brought on. So uh, you know, I, I think you know, hopefully that um, that 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 will, and you know. Something will be a bit of a launch pad for him in terms of pushing on because, uh, you know, again we talk about in tough times you need big players to start delivering, and uh, you know, twenty nine million pounds worth you, you expect more from him than what we've seen so far.
0: So speaking of Bordeaux, I mean there might be a few of the Bordeaux team thinking they'll be back out tomorrow night in the uh, couple of one cup game against Carlisle. Uh, I mean I'd like to just deal with it very very quickly and say um, solid performance, few men rested. Easy two 0 win. Hope we get home draw. Can can I cross my fingers for that, please?
2: <laughs> well, us three are working on it. So I, I would suggest we're going to get another Middlesbrough style penalty shootout and home after midnight. Um, yeah, look, Liverpool, Liverpool have got to get through. I, I do think there's there's more to it than that. I think I think Liverpool have got to deliver a performance as well against Carlisle. Like they they can't they can't keep scratching and keep sort of you know. Almost plundering their way through systems and, and 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 styles of play, they need to they need to show now that there's something to take forward and something that they've they've got their eye in a little bit. And I, I genuinely thought the second half against Norwich wasn't actually that bad. I thought there was there was some bad moments, but I, I thought I think they're had three shots. They had a fair few on target. They had, should have won it really. Coutinho should have scored. And you know they had other chances where Ings obviously just took a touch around a keeper and, and ran it out of play. So. There was encouragement there, but it it needs to carry on. It can't just be, it can't just be hard luck stories, and it can't just be sort of oh next next week it'll be better. They need to go and show it, and you know I think I think it'll be a very similar side to the one that played against Bordeaux, and hopefully it'll be a, a slightly better performance.
0: James, is there a, is that worry get Sort of, you know, if it is a Bordeaux style team, that would would be quite a few changes. Is it Difficult then to get that sort of you know, that sort of flow and creativity into your team, which Rodgers felt he was starting to get a wee bit, as Jonesy reflected there in the second half against Norwich. But, you know, when you are trying to use your squad uh, and everything else, is it hard to, 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 you know, to hope that we get a fluent performance?
1: Yeah, I, th- I think it must be a bit of a dilemma for him. I was interested, I was at Melwood earlier on, listening to Gary McAllister, and uh, you know, he, he seemed to be hinting at the fact there'd be changes, but not the kind of wholesale changes that maybe some people would have envisaged for the visit of a mid-table League Two team. So um, it will be interesting because I think, I think you're right. I think, you know, although there was a lot to admire about the way that the young players stood up and delivered in Bordeaux last week, you were never going to get the kind of fluent performance that fans want to see when you make that amount of changes. And you're not going to get it against Carlisle either if if you do likewise. And I, just, I wonder whether that will be in the back of his mind, the fact that Liverpool desperately need to get back some confidence and belief ahead of the weekend because that's a... It's a huge game against Villa coming up. I mean, that's that's the biggest game of the week, week by a mile. But I think you need to go into that on a on a high. I'd, I'd still like to see a couple of that Bordeaux team start. I think you know Jordan Rossiter. I think I think he has to start um, after the way he performed. I can understand why he wasn't in the squad on the weekend because I imagine he was probably still feeling the effects of the shift he put in because he went down with with cramp and that was why he was forced off for about ten minutes to go over in France. So. Um, so I can you know I can understand why he was left out then, but he 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 deserves another opportunity. Um, probably Joe Gomez, you'd imagine he'd come back in. Maybe even Dejan Lovren. But um, yeah, I, I I hope there's not massive changes because Liverpool need need to need to get a, need to get a win. And as Neil said, the performance is just as important. Uh, go Sorry, on to I was view. gonna say uh, one of the one of the things I think they need to be very aware
2: of is I don't know if we all remember the Northampton game a few years back and oh, yes. that night was sort of. It wasn't just the, the team that was filled with sort of fringe kids players, it was on, kids yeah. on the bench and that was the same in Bordeaux where you looked at it and you thought, if this gets a bit, you know, go down to 10 men or do you go a 1-0 down early on, what, what, how do you change it? You need to have a few senior players in that squad, if, if only on the bench, you know, a, a Milner maybe or a skirt or a, 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 a Sturridge even, yeah. you know, that can sort of maybe just, just, just help them through if it gets tight.
0: Call me an idiot and tell me to go lie down in a dark room. Will but do. I, I've got a scenario that sees Jose Enrique get a game tomorrow night. Uh, I noticed he was back in the squad training on Friday. If he plays four at the back instead of the five we've seen, you know, if he wants to give Klein a rest on the right back, the only other right back really that jumps out at you is uh, is Joe Gomez. Uh, which leaves who's going to play left-back while well, Moreno played oh. last Thursday, Connor played Randall. the weekend. Conor Randall, Con- Randall could potentially be there, but if he didn't want to go you know, to another academy player, if he is given Rossiter and maybe somebody else a run-out, there is an argument that says Gomez plays right-back and Enrique back into the training full uh, last weekend. You know, m- Maybe he does get a run-out, who knows, but uh, I see he's stuck to his uh, social media pledge anyway. Maybe that's yeah, pleasing the manager true. as well. Um, <laughs> he was so, asked,
2: actually, wasn't he? He was asked as he, as he left. Yeah. Asked, have you asked if he got a chance and I
1: think he just said something to the manager that was his thing and <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he's into that yeah. what you I mean it'd be yeah. interesting to see how Rodgers does treat Enrique because obviously he wouldn't have been best pleased that Enrique ignored his advice to move on in the summer um, it's, it's unbelievable really that a player was forced to train on his own for so long and away from the main group obviously with Bruni and Balotelli ultimately bit the bullet and decided you're right I have to move on in search of further in my career Enrique obviously thought well hang on a minute I'm I'm out of contract next summer, I I could sit tight and, and get myself a lovely big signing on for you then when when I'm a free agent. But um
0: I can understand that, but for me, let's not cut off her nose to spite our faces. Jose Enrique should be capable of playing left back against Carlisle. You know, if he does want to get a rest in some of the other players, you know, we're paying the man. Yeah. Let's go and make him earn his money.
1: I guess it'll all come down to the, the way he's responded since the window shut in, in training really and it's well, it's I I mean, well. yeah, he hasn't I think played for how long?
0: Yeah. Well, we were looking that back. It's Jan. Uh, well, December the- against Basel was his last start in a Liverpool shirt in the Eighty Champions odd League.
1: minutes of football in this calendar year, I think.
2: it yeah, is. Like, yeah. He started. started he, start he went off at half time. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. the last two times he started, yeah. he has been
1: hauled off at half time. I, I saw an. In- <laughs> I saw an inglorious
0: half hour for the under twenty ones in Chester against Fulham, where he was at fault for this Fulham goal. But he did help set up the Liverpool in, one. So, I, uh, <laughs> I, still think, I still think, you know, if we're paying him, he should be okay against Carlisle for me. Yeah. Uh, On to the big business of the weekend. Um, Liverpool-Villa. Villa are in need of a result. Sherwood's in need of a result. Um, my God, Brendan Rodgers feels like he's in need of a result. Um, and they've been a proper pest when they've come to Anfield the last couple of times. And, of course, who needs reminding about... Um, um, you know, the FA Cup semi final, yeah. so we went and bought their best player, doesn't it? <laughs> um, an old tactic, um, <laughs> but um, the, every chance that he might not be fit to play uh, Ben against his old team, Jonesy, it looks like.
2: Yeah, it looks well, he, he had a tight hamstring, he confirmed that after the game, and obviously, just to be taken off at half time when Liverpool, it was nil 0, so it wasn't a case of sort of, you know, damn it, just, just don't take a risk. I think it was obviously a problem to force them off. Um, Yes, it's going to be tough. for Villa have had the Indian sign over Liverpool a little bit, especially at Anfield, haven't they? They've, they've been able to sort of play around them and counter-attack and sort of score and, and, and not be too sort of concerned. Um, even in even the great season with the Suarez and Sturridge, that was a draw, wasn't it? That was 2-2. They were Liverpool to come from behind in that one. Um, they're poor, though, aren't they? They're the a poor side, generally. If you, yeah. if, you look, if you looked at it objectively, you'd say Liverpool should win that comfortably, but Tim Sherwood's sort of... Did the business really in the, in the cup semi final and, and and embarrassed Liverpool so,
1: the, the the fear will be there again but
2: Liverpool have just got to they've, they've got to win that game and they've got to win it well.
1: Yeah, it's a different Villa team now and you think Delft was obviously really important at Wembley yeah. that day and and Benteke as well cleverly too big, as well. cleverly as well that's gone um you know they but they think they haven't won in the league since the opening weekend when they, they beat Bournemouth and. Know, the pressure is building on Sherwood. I think you know, two two managers in, in desperate need of a result, and I think uh, I'm sure Rogers wouldn't have forgotten Sherwood's comments after the semi final at Wembley as well, when he was he was uh, telling everyone who would listen about how he'd done a tactical job on Liverpool and all the rest of it. And uh, Liverpool owe them one, and um, you know, it's it is a it is a huge game. I think you know. The but they have to. Rodgers spoke on the weekend about you know the anxiety levels when Liverpool play at Anfield, and you know, the only way that you you get rid of that is by performing well and, and starting to get results. And they have to get back to starting games better because again that was a problem against Norwich. It was, you know, it was the second half before we saw any signs of the real Liverpool. And they need to they need to be at it against Villa from the start.
0: Jonesy, sort of, where are we with the manager now? He's you know I felt like. There was, you know, he's needed performances and points. He got a point and sort of, um, you know, a six out of ten performance, maybe, would you say, on on the weekend. And, you know, his critics remain vocal. Um, We understand that FSG remain, you know, relatively firmly behind him. But you wouldn't want to be dropping too many more points behind those uh, places where he wants to get to. I mean, other teams are dropping points as well. We've seen obviously Arsenal lose on the weekend, albeit against Chelsea. But um, you know, the lucky thing is that they're still not actually that far away. Those Champions League places, and you know, we we all know that Liverpool away from home uh, have had this, you know, a couple of you know difficult games to get out of the way. Yeah,
2: I mean, you're absolutely right. You don't want to be dropping any more points, especially if you look at the next away games, Everton, and you look at sort of if you haven't got a win. Against Villa going into that game, that that that's pressure going into that. You know, you can remember. I remember Roy Hodgson going to Goodison with Liverpool, and very much in the bottom half of the table, and it it felt like it felt like if he didn't get a result at Goodison, there'd be trouble. And so it proved. I'm not sure Brendan's in the same position as that, but I, I do think that definitely there's there's a, a huge onus on Liverpool to get home points and, and to get three points against Villa, especially because. At the end of the day, they're not they're not they're not where they need to be. They're not they're not anywhere near where they need to be in the in the uh, in the table and also in terms of their performances. So until that changes, the pressure will still be on the fans. We'll still ask the questions. Villa um, were the first team last season to, to come to Anfield and get a win, and since then, fourteen other teams, different teams, have have, have taken either a win or a draw from Anfield. I, I did a piece on it on Monday. That includes Hull, includes Leicester, includes Blackburn, Bolton. Palace, Basel, Crystal Palace, you know, obviously West Ham. You know, the average teams or, or supposedly average teams are coming to Anfield and they're not afraid anymore. They're taking, they're taking away the spoils or or a point at least. That's got to change. And Villa are a very average team, you know, with average players. They can't be allowed to to add their name back onto the list.
0: Well, in the words you used in your piece the other day about that uh, fortress Anfield. Let's so hope Villa don't get to strut their stuff on the weekend. Uh, this has been the LFC podcast. Thanks for listening.
2: Ik geef een vast contract, eigenlijk wel oké. Okay. Niet omdat het moet. Nu de Samsung S9 Plus. Oh, voor een genadeloos lage prijs. Check tele2.nl voor de beste deal voor jou. Niet
1: omdat het moet, maar omdat het kan.